to tell It's gonna be a great Noel It's the Advent Calendar House Muffins, Black Man Smurfs And even Garfield's Halloween We're gonna take a trip down memory Welcome back to the Advent Calendar House, the holiday podcast recommended by six out of seven talking horses. It is Scrooge Sunday again, but for this edition, we're focused on a slightly different seasonal holiday. So join us as we canter back to 2016 for a Christmas Carol adaptation set in Equestria, the world of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. This is a hearthswarming tale. I am hard-nosed scientist wearing Willy Wonka's blazer and no pants, Mike Westfall. And joining me are a couple of ghosts who appeared in my fireplace to take me on a tour of my saddest childhood memories. Please welcome John and Ben from Ben's Toy Bin and Santa by the Minute. Hey, pals. Hey, Mike. It's nice to be here. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to have you on. And this is an episode I came across a few years ago and I watched with my kids and immediately put it on my to-do list. And then when I first met you from your Santa by the Minute podcast, which for y'all listening, Ben and John have a minute by minute podcast about Santa Claus the movie. It's really great, really well researched, uh, and it's winding down. Uh, it might You might be at that last minute either right about when this is airing or pretty soon to it. Yeah, yeah, we're aiming to be done with the movie, believe it or not, by Christmas. So tune in. We're probably talking about the end credits right now. <laughs> Everybody's been on the edge of their seats waiting for us to talk about the credits. <laughs> There's still a lot to talk to when you see all those names. So we got to ask, how deep into My Little Pony lore are you, Mike? So <laughs> uh I have told this story before, but when I was four years old, there were two things I wanted and received for Christmas. Battle Damage He-Man and Skeletor and My Little Pony. Uh, The pony I got was Firefly, who was the main pony in the first TV special that my mom had taped off the TV. Which, for a special based on a toy line of magical ponies in pastel colors, was way darker than I think anyone (laughs) expected. (laughs) Are you familiar with that first one? I think it's called Rescue at Midnight Castle. I have vague memories of it. Is that the one with the uh, the sea ponies who do like the doo-wop song? Or is that another thing? The sea ponies are in it. Okay. You got, you got T-Rex, who actually shows back up again for this series. But he's like way bigger and meaner and darker. Behold the power of darkness. For the longest time, I thought that was the My Little Pony movie from the 80s until I went back and looked up the My Little Pony movie from the 80s. And I was like, this isn't anything what I remember. <laughs> I've seen that, too. That uh, w- With the smooths, is it? The <laughs> I believe so. And the grundles, Danny DeVito has the grundles. Oh, we watched that. But that was it for me until my kids discovered this past generation that just ended. Friendship is magic. And they were all in. 
and they watched every episode. And I caught some, but not all of it. But the kids filled in the gaps for me. My relationship with the show is a lot like, have you ever heard Patton Oswalt's routine about My Little Pony? Vaguely, vaguely familiar with it. He was on the show at some point, actually. Was he? Yes, he was a voice of, oh, geez, yeah. Quibble Pants was the name oh. of his pony. <laughs> I had to I had to think of that for a second. <laughs> oh, I, I missed that one, apparently. Uh, but he's got a comedy routine. I think he was on Conan, actually. He's talking about how he showed his daughter Star Wars and it wasn't her thing. And she found her thing in My Little Pony and he was happy. She found a realm for her to get deeply invested in. And that's her thing now. She's watching My Little Pony, the, the adventures of these of. Well, the main character is named Twilight Sparkle. Mm-hmm. And uh, Twilight Sparkle is a, is, a, is a unicorn. Well, there's three kinds of ponies in the My Little Pony world. There's unicorns, they can use magic. Then oh. there's the earth ponies, oh. like Pinkie Pie and Applejack. And then uh, there are the Pegasi, uh, the, uh, basically, the Pegasi are uh, Fluttershy and Lightning Dash. Uh, Rainbow Dash, sorry, Rainbow Dash, yeah. Lightning Dash. I was going to say. <laughs> and he just rambles on for another two minutes and... That's yeah, I've never related to a comedy routine more than Patton Oswalt talking deeply about My Little Pony. But how about you guys? Well, we have we have quite the interesting uh, history with My Little Pony. You know, it was always there growing up. And then we kind of fell backwards into the G4 generation four. So fourth generation. That's why they call it G4 okay. for anybody listening. <laughs> Netflix is currently on generation five. Right. So just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, this is this, this is very new. This generation five. So yeah. back in 2012, uh, Ben and I started a YouTube channel where we we're talking about toys and things that we were interested in. Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, that sort of thing. Nothing was really taking off. And then around that time, Hasbro put out this little series of blind bag ponies. You couldn't tell what pony you were going to get. And there were the little blind packages. Okay. Were, we f- saw them at Walmart. They were 97 cents a piece. Now they'd be like $5 with inflation. <laughs> but yeah. we bought up we bought up like two or three because Ben was like, oh, I remember my little pony. Yeah, I want to open these. Let's let's take a look at these. Keep in mind we had we never watched the show. We didn't even realize it was a new cartoon. No. We just saw them on the shelf at Walmart, brought home three of them, opened them up. And that video got like 10 times the amount of views that wow. anything else we'd ever posted. Mm-hmm. And then it's like around that same time, Netflix put up uh, Friendship is Magic or for a season or so. And we kind of fell into that and kept doing My Little Pony openings and they would get these amazing views. And that's when you fell down the rabbit hole of the bronies and yep. the conventions and and then the YouTube algorithm decided you're going to be talking about My Little Pony for the next decade. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> I, I know your listeners can't see it, but behind oh, us. I can see it. <laughs> maybe you should adjust the camera a bit, Ben. So, uh, oh, there's more. A... He's got, oh, my goodness. There are shelves and <laughs> shelves of these My Little Pony figures you're talking about. I see the Equestria Girls, which are human versions of the ponies in the background. We have a shelf of the uh, 80s ponies over here. Okay, we got the, new, yeah. the Generation 5 that we were just talking about, which are coming out with a Christmas special in just a couple of weeks. Winter oh. Wish Day on uh, Netflix. So. Okay. <laughs> but that brings me to my next question. I, I, 
I assume because, like you said, it's Scrooge Sunday that you're doing a run of Christmas Carol themed episode. That's right. Because uh, Ben mentioned you wanted to talk about this one. I was like, you know, this is not number one. I wouldn't consider it a Christmas special, more like a Christmas themed episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like the third Hearthwarming's Eve themed episode they did. That's right. And My Little Pony Friendship and His Magic actually had a Christmas special called The Best Gift Ever. So it's like, hmm, I don't know why he wants us on for the next 22 weeks to talk about this one minute at a time. But uh, um, we're doing a rush job for this one. Oh, no. Oh, no. We don't know how to do that. Crash the notes. We got to... <laughs> I'll walk you through it as best as I can. But all right. <laughs> no, so, but but it's weird because this generation, you, yeah, they they don't celebrate Christmas. They call it hearth swarming, and it's Christmas like. But there is a Christmas music album that we would play in the car. <laughs> there is. Yeah, it's called a Pony Kind of Christmas, and they <laughs> sing Christmas songs. It's the same voices as the singing voices in the show. It's very weird, but the kids love it. There's a very silly version of the 12 Days of Christmas by Pinkie Pie. On the first day of Christmas, my two friends gave to me a big bowl of ravioli. A big bowl of ravioli. She's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good album now that you mention it. We have it around here somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Y'all have a favorite pony? Well... (laughs) <laughs> on our channel, we have a running a running thing where my favorite pony was Twilight Sparkle mm-hmm. and, and hers was Rainbow, Rainbow Dash. Dash. Okay. And the funny thing is, hopefully no no kids who are probably in their 20s now who watched our channel in 2012. But Ben wasn't familiar with any other ponies I at the time. I didn't know any of them. I started watching the show before her on Netflix. <laughs> and I gravitated towards Twilight and she said well, Rainbow Dash was her favorite. Well, yeah, because you did about 30 seconds of research of My Little Pony before we opened up the first bags and you were like, "Oh, it's Twilight Sparkle. She's the best pony." <laughs> and, and it, it stuck. stuck. So well. he's, he's been stuck with Twilight Sparkle ever since then. Yeah, I love all the I love all of them. They're such well-defined, yes. you know, um, funny characters mm-hmm. they are i mean twilight does end up kind of being the main character of most of the arcs but they all have like very fleshed out stories and personalities and everything twilight sparkle i think is my oldest daughter's favorite because she's the bookworm of mm-hmm. our family and then my younger daughter is very much a rainbow dash so that her favorite uh, i don't know who my son's favorite is probably Pinkie pie that's mine because he's just a goofball <laughs> <laughs> And then my wife's favorite is Applejack because she's the teacher. So you have them all covered, basically. Uh, yeah, almost. We're close. <laughs> so this episode that we're going to talk about tonight, this was season seven, six or seven. Here we go. I have it. Season six, episode eight. I don't know if I'd call this a good episode if you're just coming in cold to My Little Pony <laughs> Generation 4. Because this episode takes place in a like a season long arc redeeming Starlight Glimmer. Yes. Who's a Scrooge character in this telling of uh, the Christmas Carol. <laughs> she was like the main recurring villain of the previous season. And over the course of the next season, she becomes part of the gang. 
feel free to talk anytime, Ben, about uh, the lore here. <laughs> no, I'm glad we're getting into this. I have like very brief bullet points that you pretty much already covered. So sorry. I... No, it's all right. It's good. No. Get it all out of the way now. No, I, I am very much cheating that this is a Scrooge Sunday episode. So I decided, all right, that's where I'm going to worm it in. <laughs> But if you do want to watch this episode, the full episode is on YouTube legally. They put it on the official My Little Pony Friendship is Magic YouTube account last year, and it is still up. So if you want to dive in blindly, go for it. Can I just point out that for some reason, I don't know what Hasbro's thinking here, but I just want a mini sidebar. The first, <laughs> what was the first four or five seasons are on Netflix. Season nine is on Hulu. And then there's like this dead space. You can't find we couldn't find this one on netflix or hulu oh, so there's like two or three yeah. seasons that aren't anywhere for free right now but like you said we found it on youtube <laughs> i did notice that too it was just because that's the first place i looked and i knew it was on netflix i'm like oh they must have moved it. i'm gonna check hulu next not on hulu all right i'm gonna <laughs> see if i can find some like bootleg copy that i can get the audio from oh it's on youtube great <laughs> You two to the rescue. Yeah. yeah. Made my job a lot easier. But <laughs> but let's get into it. So we open with a song. It's a musical episode of the show, which for a while I thought they were all musical episodes because those were the only ones I happened to catch. Because, again, we would download these soundtracks off of Apple Music. And so I would recognize those songs. Then I realized, oh, not every episode is a musical. But there were a lot of songs throughout the uh, run of the show. Mm -hmm. Daniel Ingram did the music for the entire run of the show and the theatrical movie in 2017. He wrote over 80 original songs over oh, wow. the course of wow. nine seasons. Yeah. And a lot of them are extremely good. <laughs> He's yeah. a very good job. <laughs> and all different genres. Yeah. And he, I, I do see he had to clarify that Christmas album I was talking about. He had to say, now this isn't canon. <laughs> we just wanted to do some Christmas songs because we're trying to beat an algorithm here. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing a bit. But general idea. Well, we open up with this song. It's called Hearth Swarming Eve is here once again. It's a nice little montage to get us in the mood of things. Pony's voices fill the night. Hearth Swarming Eve. The citizens of Ponyville are decorating the town, and because it's a cartoon about magical ponies, some of them have very fantastical jobs, like controlling the weather. I want a job arranging snow clouds. I don't have wings, unfortunately. So, so how deep did you want to go into all these characters who are popping up? Like, every one of them has a backstory. <laughs> we'll kind of get to them as we meet them. First, I want to mention this one pony who's a cross-eyed Pegasus trying to put yes. a star at the top of the tree and giving up and just sitting on top of it. And I saw that the internet has named this character Derpy. Yes. And Hasbro, has, has, Hasbro actually incorporated a lot of fan-created stuff like officially over the years. Okay. And yeah, Der Derpy started off as like a little animation error, this background pony, her eyes were oh. crossed. Oh, I and didn't know it was an error. Yeah. Yeah. She just popped up in the background and like the bronies back in the day launched, latched onto it and became a meme. And then she became a recurring character. Yes. 
therapy. Yeah, it seemed like, oh, there's the cross-eyed one again. It was like a Where's Waldo game. I didn't realize it started as an error. I thought it was just like, we're going to make this one cross-eyed because that's silly. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's amazing. Are they called derpy in like packaging and everything? No. I didn't think so. Hasbro kind of got into a little bit of trouble. I'm sure. Um, referring to derpy as derpy yeah there, um there was an episode yeah where rainbow dash said hey watch out derpy yeah and uh they got complaints and they redubbed it you can find the original on the dvd but it was redubbed and okay. that's the version on streaming yeah so on the like the toy packages i just had a picture of a muffin <laughs> and i think in the credits they refer to her as muffins because you know she'll uh occasionally be carrying like a basket of muffins in her mouth yeah she often has muffins yeah Perfect. Muffins it is. <laughs> but every pony is celebrating, looking on cautiously, meanwhile, from the balcony is Starlight Glimmer, whom we talked about. Hey, Starlight, ready to celebrate your first heartwarming eve here in Ponyville? I was thinking I might just skip it. <gasps> uh, her voice is performed by Kelly Sheridan, who was the voice of Barbie for many years. Starting with Barbie and the Nutcracker in 2001, I've got to put that on my list. Have we seen that one before? Have we seen Barbie and the Nutcracker? I don't know. Barbie has quite a filmography. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's still going. That was another one that that my girls watched quite a bit of, sort of a, a newer version where Barbie is a vlogger. We watched one where Barbie uh, was a video game developer. Oh, wow. And she got sucked into the video game. Yes. <laughs> Our son enjoyed that one so much. We watched that one a thousand times, I think. <laughs> I love that, like, they watch, like, these so few specials, and they, I mean, kind of like we did, where they just want to watch them over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. That's us just watching the VHS tape over and over again, so. <laughs> Time is cyclical. <laughs> so this is Starlight's first hearth swarming in Ponyville, but she tells Twilight she doesn't get the holiday, really, and would rather just skip it. But Twilight's been kind of teaching her about the true magic of friendship this season, like you were saying. Heartswarming is about more than presents and candy. It's a time to spend with friends and family when we celebrate a very important day in Equestria's history. And the voice of Twilight Sparkle is Tara Strong. Hey, Tara's back. Last time I talked about her on this podcast, have you ever seen the Care Bears Nutcracker Suite? Another Nutcracker. Yeah, they're all did you, over. Did you do a Nutcracker month? <laughs> no, I should. That's the only Nutcracker I've done so far. But wasn't there wasn't there like a Disney Nutcracker movie that nobody yeah. went to go see a few years ago? Yeah, yeah uh, the Nutcracker in the Four yeah. Realms. It was called. I watched it at home. The only reason I remember it, I remembered like the Glade air spray was right uh, on clearance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, oh, <laughs> the air freshener was themed to Nutcracker in the Four, in the four Realms. Realms brand air freshener. Get it now. <laughs> it smells like candy. Don't know why it was. It was Walmart had it uh, on clearance that year, but uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we got sidebarred. I'm sorry. No, that I mean, if it's not a podcast, if you don't get sidebarred. <laughs> So, yes, back to, oh, we got to talk about Tara for Batgirl. A yes. million roles. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think you can pick a show that she hasn't had a voice in. No, she's probably the most <laughs> prolific on MLP. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the voice cast is mostly Canadian-based because the show was produced in Canada. And you'll notice a lot of the voice actors appear in a lot of the toy-based shows, uh, like Littlest Pet Shop and Care Bears and 
like you said, Barbie earlier. Yeah, I saw a lot of those connections. So I'll bring some of the more interesting things I found uh, as we bring them up. A lot of anime I saw in there, too. We'll kind of go on because joining Twilight Sparkle, as usual, is her faithful dragon pal, Spike. If you were a Pony fan in the 80s, you remember Spike. They brought him back for this show. But this time, he is voiced by Kathy Wesseluck. Why would you deny yourself presents and candy? That's crazy talk. Who, I think now most of this cast is known for this show. But they all, like you said, have a long list of credits of other things. Kathy, I know, has done a lot of anime dubs, including Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. Or at least the version of it that I watched. So the story of Hearthswarming in the My Little Ponyverse, as very quickly summed up by Starlight here, is as follows. Earth ponies, pegasi, and unicorns sing songs around a hearth to fight back an eternal winter caused by the mythical Windigos. <laughs> Every foal in Philly knows that story. That, uh, hearthwarming, uh, the holiday, Hearthwarming Eve is when the ponies put on a stage play acting out this because it was the founding of Equestria, which is... Oh, that's right. <laughs> of course. We all know where all the ponies... Live. Live, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pu- push my glasses up my nose a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was in an earlier episode called Heartswarming Eve. That's a fun one, too, if you need to get some backstory. But Twilight says, nah, I'm not going to tell you that story. I'm going to tell you a different story. And she begins to tell Twilight and us their version of A Christmas Carol, a hearthswarming tale. And the Scrooge character in this story is named Snowfall Frost, who bears a striking resemblance to Starlight herself. So we're doing kind of a Wizard of Oz special here. And you were there and you were there. (laughs) Now, one of you guys will have to refresh my memory. Did the book... Uh, heartwarming tale have a Charles Dickens like ponified name for the author. I don't remember. Neither do I. I feel like I would have written that down, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to think what would a pony type name for Charles Dickens be? Oh man, maybe we'll have one by the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> if they did, they could have brought him back for Canterbury Tales. Ooh, <laughs> it's right there, guys. <laughs> But Starlight here dresses less like Scrooge, I thought, and more like Willy Wonka in this purple suit top. (laughs) I didn't even think of that, but I think you're right. Yeah, it's not very Scrooge-like at all. No, they have the little ruffle thing. This is vaguely from the 1800s, sure. (laughs) Surprisingly, they never made toys with them dressed in these little cute little Christmas carol outfits. No. I do believe they had one um, from a Rarities boutique line. That had clip-on clothes, and I think it was very similar to this Starlight's outfit, but it wasn't based off from this. I don't think. Where, where I think it, it may okay. have been a. Uh, where is it on the shelf? Is it on the shelf? <laughs> yeah, probably. Is it on the shelf? <laughs> I don't think it's. On the, I think Ben will rejoin us in a half hour <laughs> as he tries to find this figurine. Well, you see all of the ones on the shelf as we were talking about earlier, but I also have about four tote boxes, like Rubbermaid totes. Oh, just have full. Yeah, that don't fit on the shelf. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's how our Legos are. They're yeah. just no, but not nearly as organized as you have them. Ours are just dumped. I tried to just like, look, all the heads and body parts of Lego minifigs, because they like to take off the little arms for some reason. Like, yes. why are you taking off the arms, guys? It's a kid thing. Yeah. They're very relatable. We give our son like little, little things. They can pick them apart. 
and then they're like under the sofa. You never see him again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. And then it's, have you seen the arm to this guy? It's like, I don't know. He's probably in the vacuum cleaner. At this <laughs> right. Point. Of course not. <laughs> so Snowfall Frost, instead of being a yes. grumpy moneylender, is a scientist who finds hearth swarming a distraction and a waste of time. And she's got a Bob Cratchit-like employee. It's her loyal assistant, Snow Dash. Heartswarming Eve is a menace. A dangerous day for all of Equestria. Dangerous? It's awesome! It's the day we remember how unicorns, pegasi, and earth ponies came together in friendship to defeat the Wendigos! Who to us just looks like Rainbow Dash with a bow tie and her hair parted down the middle. <laughs> she looks hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> They're going for the Cratchit look as best as they can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Snow Dash and Rainbow Dash are voiced by Ashley Ball, who's also been a voice in a lot of Barbie movies and specials. She also sings and plays the flute in a band called Hey Ocean with an exclamation point, but I'm not sure if it's supposed to be Hey Ocean or Hey Ocean. <laughs> She's also voicing uh, Tails in the upcoming Sonic Prime on Netflix next month. Is so. she? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We'll be watching then. <laughs> so if Tails sounds like Rainbow Dash, you'll be like, ah, <laughs> there it is. I mean, they do kind of have similar voices. I'm thinking of back to the old Sonic cartoons. So Snow Dash accidentally takes her boss's complaint about if you want to go home early, ignore all the work you have seriously and shouts sweet and pieces out of there. That's a very Rainbow Dash yes. thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> leaving Snowfall alone to complain about how Hearthswarming Eve is a menace and all of Equestria would be better off without it. And that gives her an idea to do just that, which we get in the form of another song called Say Goodbye to the Holiday. Say goodbye to the holiday With my magic I'll erase it The greatest gift that I give today And every pony will have to face it which they included on the Christmas album. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's a weird one to listen to out of context. Like everybody else is like really happy. Then all of a sudden there's this evil song in there. It really is because the version I have of this Christmas album is they added all of the songs from this episode later and they just shoved them on the end. So you have a whole bunch of... Happy Christmas-related songs. Then it jumps to Hearthwarming Eve is here once again. And then this. <laughs> and it gets sillier. <laughs> and while she's singing, we see Snowfall gathering some ingredients and brewing some green potion. And as we all know, green potions are evil. <laughs> Speaking of green, she's also making a lot of like Grinch-like faces that she's plotting. <laughs> yeah, she is. She to makes, get rid like, of Hearthwarming. The big... <laughs> Grinch like wicked smile. <laughs> the Tim Curry smile from Home Alone 2. She makes that face. So with this potion, Snowfall plans to cast a spell and erase Hearthswarming Eve from existence. And here's where Starlight interrupts the story to comment. That seems a bit extreme. And Spike's the one to call her out. Says the pony who tried to make every pony the same by replacing their cutie marks with equal signs. All back to the previous season. <laughs> yes. So if you're just tuning in for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Starlight was kind of the leader of this 
cult like town where she <laughs> took everybody's powers. <laughs> no, what happened was she convinced all the ponies that true equality meant giving up their uniqueness. So they gave up all their cutie marks, which are the little symbols tied to their talents. Mm -hmm. uh, and after a bunch of fighting with Twilight, she admits she's had this fear of abandonment since she was very little and a friend of hers left her after getting his cutie mark. So she's been on a redemption tour through this season. And then Spike calls her out here. Uh, and he sips his mug of hot chocolate, which had to have been a nod to Kermit the Frog sipping his tea, I thought. <laughs> I think maybe Kermit the Frog uh, sipping his tea is a reference to Spike uh, sipping his hot cocoa. Yeah, I'm not sure which came first. I feel like Kermit came first, but it's close. <laughs> <laughs> what year did this episode come out again? Kermit and his tea was like a Lipton commercial. Yeah. That tied in one with one of the uh, more recent movies. This so, one was. Tw uh, oh, well, OK. Yeah, this had to have been after that because uh, this is 2016. Muppets Most Wanted came out in 2013 or 14. It was a I long think. time ago. Yeah. It was a lot longer time ago than you think it was. Right. Back, back in the, the ancient 2010s. <laughs> yes. But, but Twilight apologetically blocks Spike with her wings so she can continue her story. Like, don't pay attention to him. I'm telling a story. So we're back with Snowfall, about to erase Hearth Swarming Eve, when a voice from the hearth where her potion is cooking echoes. You sure you want to go through with this? Ha! Who's there? And it's Applejack. She was an OG pony they brought back for this series and made her extra country. And also voiced by Ashley Ball. Also voiced by Ashley Ball. <laughs> uh, but here Applejack is acting as the spirit of Hearth's warming past. We skip right to Hearth's warming past here. There's no Jacob Marley stand in. But I read in doing my notes for this that they did write a scene for a Marley character. Oh, really? Who who played the Marley character? Discord. Oh, interesting. Oh, that would have been weird. That, <laughs> I, can, I can see it, though. I can see it. So Discord. Should, should, we, should we explain? Yeah, I was going to say, yes. should we explain who Discord is? <laughs> Your listeners are like totally lost. Like, no, who are these what? psychos? That's a social network. <laughs> yeah, they had to cut it for time. So Discord for the unfamiliar is this spirit of chaos and disharmony. And he looks like he's this amalgamation of all kinds of different animals. And he gets reformed into sort of an anti-hero as the show progresses. But he was inspired by Q from Star Trek The Next Generation and is voiced by John Delancey. So it works. They must have loved working with him because they brought Discord back like a dozen times. Oh, yeah. And it's great every time. <laughs> and that would have been such a fantastic Jacob Marley scene. But alas, they had to cut it for time. It's a 22 minute musical and we have to hit our three other ghosts. Starting with Hearth's warming past, who walks right through Snowfall to convince her that she's the real deal. What do we think of this depiction of Christmas slash Hearth's warming past? Um, it's it's very interesting. It's definitely I know it's it takes place way back when, so her outfit wouldn't really match. But every time I see it, it really shows that it's not Applejack because that is not something Applejack would wear. You know, it's. Not even close to <laughs> No, it's, it reminded me of like Elsa's dress from Frozen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Applejack usually just wears a cowboy hat. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But she wouldn't wear a dress unless they made her. 
in like in some of the gala, epi- gala, at, epi- at the gala. episodes. <laughs> That's another song that I'm yes. very, very familiar with after repeated listens in the car. <laughs> so many listens in the car. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's fine. Some of these songs are bangers, I promise. But I think because we don't have a Marley figure, this ghost is left to be a bit more forceful than I'm used to seeing from Christmas past. Mm-hmm. Like when Snowfall refuses to go with her out the window, she gets lassoed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it kind of it works well with this story because she wouldn't have left. You know, Scrooge just kind of went along with it. Um, snowfall, <laughs> she wouldn't. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm not very good with their, with their uh, names in this episode. But she would not just walk out the door. She has things to do. Right. She wants no parts of this. So yeah, <laughs> heartwarming past has to go yoink. <laughs> And Applejack is a very no-nonsense character to begin with, so I can't think of a more appropriate character for this role. Mm -hmm. So out the window we go as our spirit sings a song called The Seeds of the Past. Get it? Because apple seeds? As a young thing, life sure is something. You go making choices large and small. Always growing like a seedling and playing this like dreaming. about seeing what we have to learn from our own memories and what we learned from Snowfall Frost's memories is that she didn't always hate Hearthswarming Eve when she was little. In fact, we see her decorating her schoolhouse to the disapproval of her teacher, Professor Flintheart. A character named Flintheart at odds with a Scrooge. <laughs> I'm sure it was just a coincidence. Oh, sure. Just a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> But this Flintheart is giving me much more of a, a Snape vibe from Harry Potter. Yeah, Professor Snape. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> like down to the hair and everything. He's a very hard-nosed professor who's the first to get into Snowfall's head that decorations and hearth swarming in general get in the way of working hard and learning magic. And it's either one or the other. It's your choice. Spend your time learning to become a powerful unicorn or play with your toys and make nothing of yourself. The voice of Professor Flintheart is a character actor named William Samples. Two things I might have seen him in. There's a first season episode of Smallville where he tries to take over Luther Corp while his daughter seduces Lex. It's been a while since I've watched Smallville, so I don't remember quite that much detail, but he's in that. Uh, but he's also in uh, Disney's Buddies movies where he's a butler for whichever one of Air Bud's children gets adopted by the rich kid. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm impressed. I didn't even think to look up the voice of uh, Snape Pony. <laughs> Snape Pony. Uh, the the version on YouTube didn't have the end credits. So no. Hasbro snipped him off. No, yeah, I had to go digging for these, but yeah. figured might as well shout him out too. He gets a speaking part. <laughs> so we see this tiny child go from sad to bitter as she throws away her box of decorations and starts flipping through her study books as her old counterpart and her spirit guide just kind of look on sadly. And that, unfortunately, is it for the hearthwarming past portion of the episode. No fezzy wig, no love interest, but <laughs> we're on a timeline here. Keep it moving. We are, yeah. 
I guess for this storyline, one memory sums things up pretty succinctly. So I feel like this could have easily been stretched to like an hour long episode, but maybe they thought, well, geez, they've already been 47 million Christmas Carol specials. <laughs> I'm just do a half hour. What's one more? <laughs> yeah. Well, another thing that I forgot to point out, this episode aired in late spring. <laughs> They just threw it in the middle. It, it aired on May 14th, 2016. <laughs> that makes sense. Which is a new record for my podcast of the most far removed from Christmas as you can get. <laughs> and not even in a way like Christmas in July is. It's May. <laughs> my Little Pony Friendship is Magic will be right back on The Hub. My Little Pony Dream Castle. I can play with my little ponies there. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me twelve apples falling, eleven rainbows booming, ten woodland creatures, nine ponies prancing, eight armor shining, seven DJs spinning, six manes a-glowing, five tasty gems, four alicorns, three fancy hats, two tiny tots, and a pinky with a cupcake. <laughs> Happy Holidays from the Hub Network. So we're back at Snowfall's place, and the spirit of Hearthswarming past is gone now. But now in the room sits a very tall, wrapped box. A literal Hearthswarming present containing our next ghost, the spirit of Hearthswarming presents. Plural. And of course it's Pinkie Pie. Don't you mean present like the time? No! Toys, heartwarming doll, you want a cupcake? She's the party planning pony. Or a party planning pony, excuse me. Apologies to the weird Al pony. <laughs> <laughs> There's another party planning pony that is literally just Weird Al Yankovic as a pony and voiced by actual Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Cheese sandwich. Cheese, yeah, yeah, cheese exactly. sandwich. Cheese sandwich. <laughs> the super duper party pony, that pony is me. I always knew that was the kind of pony I would be. The first time he popped up on the show, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and then I had to like show my kids, all right, you guys want to hear actual songs by the voice of Cheese Sandwich? <laughs> and that's how I introduced my children to Weird Al. <laughs> But Pinkie Pie is voiced by Andrea Libman, who I've also heard is the voice of Madeline in the mid-90s. And she was Chi-Chi in the original English dub of Dragon Ball, the first Dragon Ball when Goku's a kid. But now, like you said, uh, these roles like are they're like iconic roles now. Like oh, they yeah. come out to a Comic-Con. They're like rock stars. Because that's Pinkie Pie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All of them. Well, Snowfall immediately rolls her eyes at the spirit of Hearth's warming presence, thinking she's about the materialistic side of the holiday. But the spirit explains it's not what the gift is that's important, it's what the gift means. And when Snowfall still doesn't get the difference, well, Pinkie Pie has no choice but to sing about it. Take a look at everything. Around you all the smells are truly well. Astound you open up your 
And this song is called Pinky's Present. And you know what a Christmas carol was really missing? Tap dancing. <laughs> There's a tap dancing break where Pinkie Pie gives tap shoes to a little tiny Tim looking pony who tosses his crutch and shows us his moves. It needs to be in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this might be my favorite song of the episode. It's pretty great. No arguments there. Wasn't there like a TV commercial that had that in there? Um, I I wish I thought of it before right now or I would have looked it up. But for some reason, I had some little image popped in my head about a little kid who drops crutches and starts tap dancing after having like a Coca-Cola or something. Oh, OK, so I thought I was thinking you were talking about oh. this, this, this. No, 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 sorry. (laughs) I think you're just making this up. (laughs) I feel like it could be like, yeah, yeah, like an early 90s thing, like, like a grunge era Coca-Cola commercial would absolutely do something like that. So all these gifts that Snowball has been Snowball. So all these gifts that Snowfall has been seeing as frivolous are being given with love. And that's what Hearth Swarming is all about, Charlie Brown. Sponsored by Hasbro. Yes. <laughs> to go and buy your yeah, well, My Little Pony <laughs> merchandise at all fine. Fill the shelves. <laughs> so one stop during this song is a party that I guess replaces the Fezziwig scene in the past. And the one background character that stood out to me is this modern-looking DJ pony turning the crank of an old phonograph with the big horn speaker. <laughs> well, well, that's DJ Pone. Yeah, Pone. Three. The three is supposed is, to be like is, a D. <laughs> like, that's her DJ name. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't look that up. <laughs> Very nice. You're welcome. <laughs> well, no speaking lines, so I didn't care. <laughs> Though I should mention, uh, Pinkie Pie's singing voice is a different actor. Her name is Shannon Chan Kent. She's been in a lot of recent stuff I haven't seen, but she's apparently going to also be in this new Sonic Prime cartoon coming out soon as Amy Rose. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, at the end of the song, we cut back to Twilight Sparkle telling the story and singing at the end of the song in the Pinkie Pie voice. So if you were wondering, A, is she singing these songs to Starlight? And two, is she replacing the characters in this story with her friends in real life? The answer to both seems to be yes. And another layer to that is that Tara Strong was originally going to play Pinkie Pie. Oh, was she? Yeah, before she uh, did Twilight instead. She could have pulled it off. She could have, like, Pinkie Pie's voice is very close to Bubbles from Powerpuff Girls. Yes, very close. And even like, like going back to Batgirl, like the more hyperactive Batgirl on the recent uh, yeah. Hero Girls cartoon. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but Starlight kindly points that out. Like you're using your Pinkie Pie voice. And the reason is to be with your friends. What? You know you're doing your Pinkie Pie voice, right? But at this point, even Starlight is interested in what happens next. But Spike needs to refill his cocoa. So we get that very intentional commercial break here. <laughs> And then we pick up after Spike's cocoa break at this party, which turns out to be at Snow Dash's place. So he's not really a poor Bob Cratchit allegory as he is a combination of Bob Cratchit and Scrooge's nephew, Fred, I think. Yeah. And Snow Dash is joined by two of her friends, Flutter Holly, who's standing in for Flutter Shy, another pony voiced by Andrea Libman. Was it the eggnog? Oh, I 
knew I put in too much cinnamon. And the total opposite of Pinkie Pie. <laughs> yes. She's like the animal whisperer of the gang. And very soft spoken. Yeah. And the other friend is Mary in this story, but she's being portrayed by Rarity, the posh but generous fashionista pony. That's a stretch. <laughs> Snow Dash! Hey, Mary. Well, whatever is the matter, darling? Neither one of these correspond with any established uh, Christmas Carol character that I can no, think of. No, they just, all right, where are we going to put these other ponies yes. who are in? They call them the main six, M-A-N-E. Did we point out that this episode is Hearthwarming Tail, T-A-I-L? Uh, we haven't, but that is correct. <laughs> I fi figured this was a good time as any to bring that up. Oh, yeah. No, they bring the puns in this show, and I am here for it. <laughs> so Rarity and her counterpart Mary are voiced by Tabitha St. Germain, who, like all the other actors, have a very long resume of things that they've kind of done with each other here. But she's been working a bit longer, so I know her voice from some things even back to the 80s and 90s, including Swift Heart Rabbit from the Care Bears family. Uh, if you remember the Legend of Zelda cartoon, she was Sprite the Fairy. And in the Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World cartoons, she was, well, she's Wendy Koopa in the games, but on the show they called her Cootie Pie. I think I dropped off of the Mario cartoons by then. I, I remember the the one with the live action wraparounds with Mario yes. and Luigi. Yeah, no, they were gone by this, unfortunately. <laughs> but... That was the one that made me go, OK, I hear it in Rarity's voice, but a little less whiny. Uh, they're not too similar, but you know how sometimes you can tell that someone's doing the same voice as another character. Mm -hmm. That's how it was for me here. We're like slightly tweaking it just a little bit. <laughs> yes. So these two find Snow Dash looking kind of sad at her own party, and Snow Dash explains she's upset about Snowfall Frost, telling her Hearthswarming Eve is nothing more than an excuse to party, and they'd all be better off spending time working to make Equestria a better place. Which every other pony at the party reacts to that kind of okay notion with a boo! <laughs> I, I thought that was an odd part as well. <laughs> like, like, make it sound so horrible. It's not like he's throwing orphans out in the cold, like uh, right. in the cr real Christmas Carol. Right. When you put it like that, it sounds like Snowfall had good intentions to start. She didn't, but she still wants to use magic to remove a day from the calendar. <laughs> Just one day. We already have leap years and daylight saving time to mess with our lives, but... As Mary and Flutter Holly point out to each other, they believe a better Equestria looks like a hearth-swarming Eve party. And that sentiment makes Snowfall tear up a bit, until Pinkie Pie as the spirit makes her exit, saying, Too bad it's going to be the last one ever! 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 <laughs> and she's actually repeating the word ever as she walks backward in the quickly growing fog. But on the other side of that fog, of course, is the future, and Snowfall finds herself face to face with the dark and towering figure of the spirit of hearthswarming yet to come. Are you here to show me what future hearthswarming eaves are like? No, for there are no more hearthswarming eaves for me to show. Why not? You will succeed in erasing the holiday as you wished. And it's Princess Luna, the co-ruler of Equestria, who's responsible for raising the moon every night. 
and sister of Princess Celestia, who raises the sun. Yes. This, I think, was the only choice for the ghost from the future, right? <laughs> mm, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I, so. maybe Discord could have pulled it off, but I He's think that's serious enough. Yeah, Luna is also a villain who was reformed. I right. think I think a majority of the villains got reformed <laughs> yeah. at some yeah. point. But yeah, the first two episodes of the show will show you uh, Princess Luna's origin story. Yes. Nightmare Moon. That's right. She was Nightmare Moon to start. <laughs> she had to kind of remember that she was Princess Luna. Uh, also voiced by Tabitha St. Germain, but she's about to sing and her singing voice is Aloma Steele. I said it sounded like it sounded like a cartoon character name. Like, oh, is that from the G.I. Joe cartoon from, from He-Man? I was blanking. She's a legit singer, though. She's like she uh, she like puts out her own album. She's like she's like an electronica singer. Well, the last song was called Pinky's Present. So this one is called Luna's Future. I see a cold wind's blow. As the spirit of hearthswarming yet to come tells Snowball that, again, I have Snowfall (laughs) written here. I'm just speaking wrong. But as the spirit of hearthswarming yet to come tells Snowfall, there is no more hearthswarming Eve in the future because she will successfully cast her spell to get rid of it. And this song is how they end the Christmas album. (laughs) They don't put that they have a reprise of the first song at the end of this episode they don't put it on the album they end the album with this (laughs) who planned this out clearly nobody they just shoved the full songs at the end it's just like oh that's just a reprise that doesn't need to go on at the end we got we got about seven minutes to fill at the end of the cd yeah Yeah. did the ponies do anything else christmasy nope So in the future, Snowfall creates without hearth swarming. All of Ponyville is covered in snow up to the rooftops. And I'm sitting here trying to find the logic in the magic talkie pony cartoon. Like, well, why does that make it snow harder? And then they answer that question because I remembered. Oh, right. The Windigos. It's airtight. Pony logic. Don't you don't question. It. Yeah. No, they they have answers to these. The answers are just very silly, but it's great. It's more lore, and, like, my kids know all of it. (laughs) So the Wendigos in the Ponyverse are more like ghostly-looking horses with glowing eyes that feed off of hatred and fighting and make blizzards. They're Dementors. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why a wintertime holiday like Hearthswarming keeps them away. But they're not at all like their namesake, the mythical Wendigo, which is more of a humanoid cannibal monster from indigenous North American folklore. (laughs) Though some depictions of it have like antlers and a deer skull, but that looks like it's something that was added later and not part of the original lore. But no, these are just Dementor horses. And since there's no hearth swarming yet to come, the spirit... Of it vanishes, leaving Snowfall alone in a blizzard, surrounded by these ghostly Wendigos. And that's finally enough for her to repent and say, I haven't cast the spell yet! Is there still time? I'm sorry! And just like Scrooge, she wakes up in her own room, back in the present, no harm done. 
But unlike Scrooge, it's still hearthswarming Eve the night before. So not only is it not morning yet, but the party's still going on at Snowdash's house. So she heads on over, shocking everyone at first, with a record scratch in the background for effect. Boss? Snowdash even does a spit take. <laughs> but Snowball can't... Strike three. <laughs> But Snowfall comes bearing gifts. Gifts like a bottle of liquid dragon toenail for Snowdash. Which she admits she was in a hurry, but Dash loves it. Because of course she does. Uh, what's important is she finally understands about the singing and the presents, and that they're really about celebrating the friends in our lives. But that's really it for the story within a story. And Twilight just kind of concludes it by saying, And from then on, it was always said of all the heartswarming Eve celebrations, Snowfalls was the heartswarmingest. And here's the thing I think this show does really, really well in teaching both kids and grown-ups. Twilight thanks Starlight for listening to her story, says she and Spike are headed down to the party, and simply tells Starlight, if you want to join us later, you'll be more than welcome. But she doesn't press the issue at all. Just says, we'll be here. You're invited. You know where to find us. Yeah, I feel like a lot of 80s cartoons would have just kept beating the disagreeable yeah. character over the head with the moral of the story. Right. Ready to come join our party now? How about now? How about now? <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> uh, no, I think this is very, very nicely done. And Starlight does eventually join the party quietly and... They all sing a reprise of the song from the beginning, like I mentioned. Heart's warming Eve is filled with presents. Some take you by surprise. But again, they didn't put it on this album, so it ends with the one about <laughs> you ruined the future. Oh, okay. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry, I mean, Merry Hearts, Happy Hearts Warming. Right. Well, it's both on the album, but it's true. But the episode ends happily. Though I didn't see Tap Dancing Tiny Tim Pony at the castle, but. I forgot he's only in the story, so I guess he turned out okay. I'm surprised Twilight didn't incorporate Spike into the story, maybe as the Tiny Tim figure. Hey, stand yeah. In. No <laughs> Spike stand-in. Yeah, Spike wasn't there at all, was he? Well, Twilight herself wasn't either, but I guess she's the one telling the story, so she didn't feel the need to put herself in. Right. Which, probably for the best. Yeah. Huh. But, but that's it, friends. A very tight retelling of A Christmas Carol, Equestria style. Ben, you wrote down all those pony names for nothing. Can you rattle off a few before we... Uh, oh, okay. What you got? Back? Okay. All right. In, so in I, I just made a list of a couple of the, the ponies that were shown in the background. Oh, great. They didn't talk or anything. But we have... Um, well, we talked about Derpy already. Yep. There was Dr. Hooves. Walking Dr. around, milling around. <laughs> Dr. Hooves. Yeah, he has a uh, hourglass for a cutie mark. Yes. And was designed, like, modeled after the David Tennant. Yeah. Dr. Who, oh, who was popular okay. at the time. I'm mm -hmm. very new to Dr. Who, so I'm only getting, like, I'm only in the middle of the David Tennant era. Yeah. Uh, there was also a quick little shot of berry shine and orange swirl. And orange swirl was parent was pouring Barry shines some apple cider. Okay. Um, and then we have parasol and minuet were the ones bringing the tree across the hallway using um, parasol is a pegasi. So she was carrying the top of the tree 
and Minuet was using her magic with the trunk of the unicorn. Tree. Okay, magic, she's yes. a unicorn. Yes. Unicorns uh, yes. have telekinesis, friends. Yes, and then we had Mister and Mrs. Cakes with their little fillies, pumpkin cake and pound cake. They own the sweet shop where yeah. Pinkie Pie also oh, yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and possibly lives. Yeah, I think she lives upstairs. Yeah. Then we had uh, Noteworthy. He was just kind of milling around, and Snips and Snails were down at the tree at the end. And then, of course. <laughs> of course, we had to have Cranky Doodle Dunk Donkey. Can't overlook Cranky oh, yeah, Doodle Donkey. donkey. <laughs> yes, yeah. He was in the background. Yep, Cranky Doodle Donkey. And um, then during the story, we had Doctor Hooves was there again with a top hat on, and Diamond Tiara was one of the little fillies in the front walking around on the street. She's kind of like a little spoiled rich kid who yep. also okay. gets redeemed at some point yep. in the series. And there was Octavia, and we had Bon Bon, also known as uh, Sweetie, Sweetie Drops. Drops. Was Lyra in this episode? She was in this episode, yes, um, milling around in the background. She didn't have any major roles of carrying anything. <laughs> Mike's going to edit all this out. <laughs> I sure am not. <laughs> no, Nobody cares about I care. This is important content. <laughs> He's like, they could be just making these names up. <laughs> I mean, they're all made up. <laughs> We just be making up fake pony names. <laughs> yes, of course. Strong Feather Windwings was in this episode. <laughs> My favorite character ever. And then a lot of them were, you know, I I couldn't figure out names for. But if you uh, watch the hundredth episode of Friendship Is Magic, I don't know where that falls in the season timeline or if it's on YouTube or anything. But it's called Slice of Life. And like the main six are like background characters and all the background characters are the focus oh, of the episode. The, uh... So you see Lyra and Bon Bon and DJ and Octavia and all these ones who are just milling around in the background. Well, the main six have their adventures. They're the main focus of the 100th episode of the show. It's the 22 short films of Springfield of the My Little Pony universe. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Well, any final thoughts about a hearth swarming tale or any other holiday related My Little Pony things in general? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> what haven't we not touched upon? I mean, the other Hearthwarming Eve episode uh, before this, Applejack's family went oh, to spend yes. the holiday with Pinkie Pie's family. And they didn't really get along at first because they're such different. Very different. Very yeah. different. Yes. Yeah. Polar opposites. And that's another nice thing about the show. You know, Pinkie Pie's family is like the total opposite of Pinkie Pie, but they still accept her 100 percent. Yes, mm -hmm. they're also Pinkie Pie is the like brightest, most vivid shade of pink you can imagine. And then her family are like very subtle tones of gray almost. They're rock farmers. <laughs> they're they literally rock farmers. Harvest yeah, rocks. So, yeah, they, they uh, <laughs> they're sort of like an like an Amish family almost. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good correlation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no i can't think of anything else we, we we hit upon quite a bit we did thank you so much i i also want to point out um john has zero notes in front of him everything <laughs> wow. that he talked about was from his his brain his memory i, I also wanted to say that you constantly flubbing starlight glimmer's name well, in the snow snowball so, form, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very relatable because I always uh, get Starlight Glimmer and Sunset Shimmer. Who's the? Oh, forget that. Yeah, Equestria yeah. Girls. <laughs> oh, yeah, goodness. yeah. It, 
because Sunset Shimmer in Equestria Girls, which is the spinoff of My Little Pony, where they're all human. Yeah. But Sunset Shimmer goes through a uh, similar arc as Starlight Glimmer. So Right. It's almost the same sort of redemption arc, mm-hmm. which just confuses things even more. <laughs> so and they te- they Starlight and Sunset actually <clears throat> team up in a in an Equestria Girls show. Yeah, like they back become to Pony buds. World and there, there is a lot. If you want to dive in, maybe we should start a My Little Pony podcast after we <laughs> oh wrap up goodness. Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> I don't know. There, I've already spent the last ten years believe, talking about. Believe ponies. it or not, Mike, there are there are My Little Pony fans who put us to shame. Oh yeah, we know nothing. Oh, <laughs> Ben had to look at go onto the wiki yeah. to get some of these names. Like, oh, what? Who's that? I don't know. It's, like, I know their name. Like, I know they have a name. Right. You know, but so many of the names are so similar and and everything that I was like, oh, what was that one? What was that one? <laughs> it's better that way. It keeps us humble. It keeps us honest with you. <laughs> so I don't know if we could start a start a uh, no start a podcast. I think the pony fans are a little intense sometimes, yeah, I don't... To, to, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Disney fans. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Star Wars fans. You don't have to tell me. I live in Central Florida. <laughs> Let's talk about that Bob Cake Pack for a while. What is that? I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was fun. Uh, people, if you're looking for a sillier version of a Christmas Carol to add to your yearly watch list, well, first you should probably watch quite a bit of My Little Pony Friendship <laughs> is Magic to get in this. But once you have that backstory, you wouldn't do badly to add this to your yearly or every few years Christmas watch list. If you have kids if who are just young enough to start watching the entire series with, this is a good one to get into them with. Uh, and thank you both again for trotting through this with me. This was a blast. So if if you ever return to Equestria, uh, give us a call. We'll Absolutely. talk about the best gift ever. We'll talk about Winter Wish Day that's oh. coming up, and that that's the new generation. Yep. So uh, talk yeah, about we'll that. <laughs> yeah, put out the put out the pony signal, and we'll yeah. be there. <laughs> we'll do. If if you want to talk about Dudley Moore or My Little Pony, you know who to call. <laughs> Note to Elf. (laughs) Oh, Elf pun. There it is. Well, on that note, if people want to deliver themselves to your living room in a giant wrapped gift box, where can they find you all on the Internet? Well, if you want to listen to us talk about 1985's Santa Claus the movie one minute at a time. Well, we've almost hit. Yeah the uh the tail end of the movie well so they have a lot of episodes yeah. they can binge yeah binge you, you have to. the yeah. whole movie to yeah. listen to now yeah, just yep. just ignore some of the references to uh covid and whatnot right. and uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we all had to go through it yeah yeah i'm sure all podcasts uh went through that mm-hmm. you yep. told me that the other day yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we're also on youtube bin's toy bin if you want to watch us being much goofier <laughs> yes. talking about plastic ponies <laughs> <laughs> and other things. Yeah. Yeah, y'all, these two do some fun stuff, and all of those links are in the show notes of this episode, which you can also find at adventcalendar.house. And that's also where you can find out where to say hi to me. So go go do the thing. Thank you both again. Happy happy hearts warming. Happy hearts warming. Hope, hope you have a good one. Yes. 
Uh, next up is our Hanukkah episode, actually, so please tune in again for that in a couple of days. Until then, for Ben and John, from the top of a hearth-swarming tree where I seem to have accidentally gotten myself stuck, this is Mike Westfall reminding you to take care of your friends and always watch out for the icy patch. Good night! And now, these messages. Do you like podcasts about Christmas? Uh-huh. Do you like podcasts about movies? Uh-huh. Well, we have a podcast for you. I'm intrigued. I'm John. And I'm Ben. And we're the hosts of Santa by the Minute. The only podcast that breaks down 1985's Santa Claus the movie one minute at a time. The holiday classic starring John Lithgow. It certainly should be. <laughs> Dudley Moore. Isn't it self-explanatory? I'm an elf. An elf? Yes. And David Huddleston. Hold on tight, and don't worry. You'll be as safe here as you are in your own home. You won't want to miss as Ben and I talk about one minute of the movie every single week. Stop! Are you insane? We post a brand new episode every Wednesday, and every episode is... For free! Next time on the Advent Calendar House... She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens Till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her family So over the bridge from Flushing to the Sheffield's door She was there to sell makeup, but the father saw more She had style, she had flair, she was there That's how she became the nanny